Hello and welcome to Today in Space. This week I have a very special guest and what we're going to do is talk about the Space Shuttle, one of the most, in my opinion, one of the most amazing feats that we've done in our space program in what the 50 years that we've done it. Um, obviously we can't talk about Apollo, that's a totally different uh, thing, but um, today we're talking about shuttle. So today I have with me Jerry Goodson who's uh, met through some mutual friends and Jerry I'll just give you an idea of, of where Jerry came from here in his uh, history with shuttle. So uh, he worked on the shuttle program for over 35 years, uh, had held several positions from a technician in the aft section to launch test conductor. Uh, he's experienced pretty much all, every aspect of the program and just truly loves the program and loves the shuttle. And we've we've had the chance to talk before. Um, can't talk enough with this guy about shuttle. So Jerry, thank you so much for, for joining us here on Today in Space. I really appreciate it. No, my pleasure, Alex. So, Jerry, so one of the big things with the shuttle program that that really uh, I, I came into this knowing pretty much what the public knew, you know, just kind of what we saw. I, I had seen a few launches online. Um, so it gave me a unique perspective to kind of jump into this with some fresh eyes and look at it for what it is from, you know, way far out. Um, the shuttle program to me kind of had three big eras in it where and correct me if I'm wrong because like I said I'm I'm still diving into this um, the the beginning was pretty much creating the spacecraft so that we even learned we, we've never built a spacecraft like that that's returned from earth so this is one of the first times we ever did that so it seemed like the first era was just figuring out how it worked and then right the second era was you know actually setting up missions uh, going doing orbital missions um, launching cargo like satellites, the Hubble Space Telescope, uh, and then the first rendezvous with Mir, and and starting off actually that international partnership that that created such an amazing moment um, that carried through to the International Space Station, which was what I thought as the last era or chunk of the space shuttle program, where we the space shuttle really did its job to make sure we had the International Space Station up in orbit, built. Um, because without it, we probably wouldn't have had the International Space Station altogether. Um, does that does that sound about right, Jerry? Yeah, correct. Uh, the shuttle built uh, the, the International Space Station, so <laughs> obviously, <laughs> without shuttle, there would no where there would be no ISS. Right, right. So, Jerry, t I, what I really want to start is: can you give me like a brief description? What what is it about the shuttle that that you really loved, given all the different places you've been in the in your thirty five years of working on shuttle. Well, I, I I think the great appeal was the technical um, complication of the shuttle. I mean, it was mm. it was extremely technical, over a million moving parts, um, <laughs> with a triple redundancy that's required for manned launch. Uh, every system was not just redundant, but triple redundant um, in order to uh, ensure safety of manned spaceflight. Mm -hmm. um, and so Jerry, the, do, do you mind uh, no. going over what, what redundancy really means for people, some people that might not even know what that is? Right. If a system, if one system fails, there's another system to back it up. And then if that system fails, <clears throat> there's a third system to back it up. For example, f fuel cells. 
If one fails, we have another one. And if that one fails, there's a third. Um, so all systems are um, backed up or redundant to, just to, to a third level. Uh, and, then, and, of course, that, that would mean uh, into mission you'd have to come home early but uh, still it saves uh, you know you're insured that the that the crew is and the vehicle is safe yeah and i think that's a that's a, a an aspect that i don't think a lot of people ever really dive into with a lot of these things you know when the shuttle incidents happen which we'll, we'll talk at another episode about those um but uh yeah i don't think a lot of people really know all the the detail that goes into this stuff um it really is a remarkable feat. And one of the big things about uh, Shuttle that I, that really just kind of blew me away was the, the beginning process when they were really conceptualizing the Shuttle. And we, we ended the Apollo program and we, we wanted to reach further. We wanted to do something we'd never done before. Um, we kind of aimed for Mars, but that really didn't, people didn't want to go to Mars. It just wasn't there. Um, We'd already done the moon. The moon was boring um, at that point to, to the public, I guess. And then we moved into shuttle, which was really um, something close, something reasonable that we could spend time in space and and, and still be a part of the program. Is, is that sound about right, Jerry? Yeah, exactly. The, um, um, and initially the shuttle, and I have some of the uh, pre-STS-1 uh, uh, projections of space shuttle, and it was actually uh, supposed to, is supposed to, uh, the program was pitched to have a reusable uh, vehicle that could launch within 30 days. Oh wow! Uh, so it, they were really, they were really optimistic about what the shuttle very, could do. Very, very optimistic. And then when we uh, received the vehicle and and. Uh, decided we would start testing every system um, the 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 time that it took to do that became um, obviously a lot longer than a 30-day turnaround right <laughs> so and, and when you're saying and, systems you're, you're saying you know after the shuttle would launch and come back you're doing these checks to see what happened pull the data off see how it performed and then rebuild those systems bring them back online Yes, every system would be brought online and tested to make sure that it functioned properly and any um, any problems in that system would then be um, repaired and then retested. Um, and the engines, obviously, once a, a launch, the engines would be removed, mm -hmm. which was a, a long, what we call a long pole or, or the... the a, a longer timeline to mm. remove engines, have them back at uh, the Rocketdyne shops and have them mm. retested and uh, some of the impellers rebuilt of the turbo uh, chargers and uh, and then reinstalled and then retested. So, mm. uh, so when when they 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 were hoping for thirty days, what what did it? end up becoming what was kind of like uh, an average of how long it would take to turn around a shuttle um, yeah, I'm trying to remember what our record was I think it was uh, 
I think we launched three in a year. Well, that was, okay. That's when we had five. Wow. Three, four. <laughs> it's, it was a long time ago. My memory isn't <laughs> as, as sharp as it used to be, but uh, <clears throat> um, I think the fastest turnaround was, was uh, 30 days in the OPF 31, 37 days, something like that, which is an extremely fast turnaround in the OPF, the Orbiter Processing Facility, which uh, from landing, then that's uh, based on landing at KSC, rolling into the Orbiter Processing Facility, and uh, <clears throat> being successful in testing, and then uh, and at that point, it would go to the VAB for, uh, I think the record was uh, just under two weeks, and then at the oh. pad, which is about a 30-day uh, turnaround for for the pad, and uh, you know the the launch countdown actually lasts uh, a week. Wow! For for launch countdown, you don't see that, but uh, there is a week's worth of work, 24 hours a day, seven days a week uh, of work to prepare everything. Uh, for launch countdown, so it's an it's a very long process to just to launch. Right, right. It, it's it's really I mean the what goes into all this and um, just to get us off the planet in the, in the first place really really blows me away. The more I I learned the 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 intricacies of everything and how many people go into getting us into space. It's not a it's not you know one person at all. You know it is it's a a culmination of tons of people working that and most of them are behind the scenes you never will never even see them exactly and and some of the early problems that we found were um, the auxiliary power units which uh, which produced in turn our hydraulic power to move all the aero surfaces we found uh, during <clears throat> off-site testing uh, at a different part of the country, that if you tried to restart an, an auxiliary power unit when it was hot, they exploded. Oh my God! Um, which would nobody nobody knew uh, when we first installed the APUs into the vehicle. So uh, we, and one of my first tasks was working a, a water spray modification to the APUs so that we could cool them down to a temperature that they could safely restart. Oh, uh, that okay. was an enormous modification, and uh, <clears throat> then the tile. Uh, once all the tile was installed, we started doing uh, pull tests to ensure that they would adhere for the uh, um, to, to the vehicle. Right, and and, and Jerry, I, I, sorry, I, I I just want to stop here because the tiles I think is is one of the um. The, the cruxes of the story that, that I definitely want to spend some time talking about because it, it caused so many issues down the line. Um, so I'd love to dive deeper in that with you. I mean, uh, it basically for those that are just a little bit unaware uh, on, uh, if I'm correct, Jerry, both missions um, where there was a disaster, it was a tile issue, correct? No. No. Okay. No, not, not really. Okay. Um, Ooh. Okay. This is why I ask. <laughs> right. Um, the first, the, the Challenger disaster was an O-ring problem in the SRB that they launched uh, under uh, design temperatures. It was very, very cold. 
which is odd in Florida, but it was mm-hmm. extremely cold. And, and was it played O-rings. by was it played by a bunch of delays coming up to that point in the first place? It it was it was um, there were several launch scrubs, and we were <laughs> we were getting beaten by the press pretty hard, uh, and a lot of pressure was applied to NASA, uh, and which I never understood the newspapers and the press that kind of relied on people for their circulation. Um, they were, the press wasn't very kind to us, to, to be honest, in my opinion. And uh, that added to the pressure to launch. Um, and they launched when they were uh, out of specification of the O-ring. Uh, they weren't supple enough to contain the gases because the the solid rocket boosters are stacked in segments and they're they're bolted down in a way uh with a an o-ring uh in between them to keep the gases in right Uh, and that o-ring failed and it burned into the tank and caused an explosion in the challenger uh incident and uh what had happened with the uh, columbia there was a piece of uh, external tank foam that broke loose from the tank and collided, <clears throat> excuse me, with some of the uh, the RCC, the leading edge uh, ablative that was on the leading edge of the wing. Caused a big hole in that, and during the entry, that led to a uh, a critical bleed through of uh, hot gas from the re-entry into the orbiter that caused that to uh, break up, mm-hmm. melted the aluminum um, in front of the left uh, wheel well, actually, mm-hmm. and, uh, <clears throat> and caused a catastrophic breakup of Columbia. So the, the, the tile in itself, we've had a few burn-throughs of non-critical places that we were very fortunate but mm-hmm. uh it it really did a good job but the tile was something that was developed for the shuttle uh a non-tested system that had to go through and then that's a, that's a story in and of itself of, <laughs> of a system that was <clears throat> that was designed invented for the shuttle and uh and there were a lot of uh, hurdles to mm-hmm. overcome there Sure. I mean, just just from the the concept itself. I mean, re-entry into the atmosphere, belly first, uh, it has to uh, take insane amounts of heat, um, but also make sure that the the crew inside was safe. I mean, that's that is not an easy feat to to manage. Yeah, exactly, and the the vehicle's basically aluminum, titanium, or mm-hmm. basically mostly aluminum, and and. Uh, to ablate that kind of heat was a was a feat in, in and of itself, a, really a, a an engineering marvel mm-hmm. of itself that was, and, and and no one had experience in it, so it was developed kind of on the fly, and learned on the fly, and uh, and that that's that's one of the more amazing parts after going going back over this and and reviewing the shuttle program. 
um, the fact that it was a 35, oh, no, was it 30, 35 years, 30, how many years was it that it was in, in service, Jerry? Well, it launched in 81 and, and uh, 2011. Yeah. Right. So okay. yeah, 30 years. 30 years. 30 years. It, it's, it's amazing that we, that we had the chance to, to use a spacecraft for that long, um, and to be able to improve it and make it better, uh, it, that that part of it really amazes me that it, it grew with us in the program. Yeah, yeah, it was a uh, it was a proven system, and and I to my way of thinking, it was um, unfairly judged unsafe and and uh, scrapped too early obviously way too early before there was another uh, another or better uh, system to keep man's flight alive right and 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 we see the the outcome of it now you know where we since 2011 haven't been able to launch american astronauts from american soil and our program has been spending way too much money it, you know going with the russians with the soyuz system which is which is proven but again we're we're paying millions of dollars per seat, as opposed to figuring out a way to do it ourselves. Um, and I think it it we we went from everyone knowing the shuttle, the shuttle being this icon of the country of the space program of exploration and NASA. To does NASA even exist anymore? You know, there was no oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no no one knows it. <laughs> no, no. They know SpaceX now. They know if if they really pay attention, they know Blue Origins, um, with you know Jeff Bezos. But really, it's it's a billionaire's game at this point. It's not, uh, um, and that's not saying that NASA isn't doing great things. But perceptively, from the public, it's almost as if they're not there. Right. Well, there's no national uh, pride mm. of uh, space exploration any longer. It's like you say, a billionaire's game. It's a money game. Mm -hmm. It's 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 not a not a matter of national pride any longer, uh, to my way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, you know, with uh, it, it's it, it's it's a shame, but you know, I, I definitely see I, I definitely see how it happened. I mean, if we lost interest going to the moon um, just when we started really even going there, then it's not a surprise that without something to for people to love and look at and get excited for what's you know what's the point yeah and and now to explore mars we realize that the moon is an integral part of that yes um and and we've found that the that the moon has um resources that are uh, extremely valuable and uh we stopped going to the moon way too soon. Uh, now we need to go back and and use that as a as a base or uh, as a launching platform for Mars. Mm -hmm. So definitely, I think we we stopped Apollo too soon. We stopped mm -hmm. uh, shuttle too soon. And that that era really surprises me. I I I want to dive more into that. Look into the history and really like what was going on. And maybe you could tell me more about it from the Apollo program to the shuttle program. 
what was influencing the decision to go low to explore low earth orbit versus uh i don't know something else well our our abilities um were all in low orbit we still didn't have the technology <clears throat> to advanced men into uh, uh into anything other than basically low orbit uh engine technology and and uh <clears throat> fuel weight versus uh lift, uh, that sort of thing. Our engine technology hadn't evolved. Uh, theoretically, it had, but mm. practically, we still don't, and we still don't have um, the engine capability or the thrust capability of um, of, of higher orbit mm-hmm. engines. They're being developed, but they're still not there to trust a manned space fleet yet. Right. Yeah, and it's interesting because one of the things too from the shuttle program that I noticed was the, the kind of the, the the growth from, you know, starting off something brand new. It's a proven concept, but practically brand new, eyes wide open. You know, trying to get this shuttle to work, and then we had major success. Now we got the training wheels off. We're we're going into orbit, doing all those things, and then even though disaster struck, we we said okay. We need to turn this back. We need to get smarter, be better at this, you know, cut out the error that, that we missed before. Um, and I I wonder, you know, could could we have kept going with the Saturn V? Could we have kept going with um, all those other things? Those, those kind of nexus points in history where it's like, if we had just taken a different approach, something could have happened differently. Um, I always think about that. Well, I think I think that's a good a good point that you make, and I and Saturn was not um, terminated due to technical problems. It was all money uh, in the interest. People weren't interested in the moon, which I don't understand. Uh, uh, the media, <laughs> excuse me, has never <clears throat> been a, a friend of <laughs> spaceflight along. Let's put a, a long-term friend mm. in spaceflight. Um, they seem to be, you know, uh, in in the beginning of programs, they're they're very pro space, and then as the as the dew drops from the lily, so to speak, they become a lot more uh, critical. Yeah, <laughs> and those kinds of criticisms. Uh, drive people and Congress and uh, money allotments to to dry up. And mm-hmm. that's unfortunate. But uh, I think Apollo should have continued a little longer and shuttle certainly uh, could have continued a lot, lo- a lot longer. Yeah. You know, with, uh, especially with the moon and uh, Apollo, it's almost like we, we dismantled, we dismantled our ability to go to the moon um, by choice. Um, it's that's a it's a very weird way to think about it, but it sounds like that's that's kind of what it's, we did. It's absolutely true. Yeah, and, and to reiterate, space flight is risky. Mm-hmm. Um, when there's an airplane accident, for example, airliners, uh, we don't stop flying airliners. We look at the problem, fix the problem, and we continue to fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we have spaceflight problems, obviously it's a little more uh, 
shocking to people, and and we we tried to do the same thing, but uh, uh, at after Columbia, we continued to to look at the program and and become more risk adverse, right? Uh, rather than than understanding the risk and mitigating it and continuing like we do with automobiles mm-hmm. and airplanes and all the other things that cause uh, unfortunate um, that's human loss yeah yeah that's um wow that's that's a that's a great point jerry i i i wonder if it's because it's such a grand like oh they you know i think people think that it's un i don't want to say it's unexpected of course it's unexpected no one no one's expecting it to um go up but it's not like the astronauts went up there not knowing that that could be a possibility as well oh absolutely they're they're very uh very in tune to the risk and uh so is everyone that that is involved in any aspect of space life they're they're uh well attuned to the risk and it makes everyone uh, much more attuned and and uh Every day in their testing and every day in their writing of proposals and procedures, they understand that that uh, human life is at stake, and they strive every day to make sure that they are as good as they can be to try to to mitigate those risks. Mm-hmm. So everyone understands. Everyone that's involved with the space program certainly understands those risks, and they. They strive to take that on mm-hmm. as a as a challenge and uh, and mostly successfully. Yeah, yeah. When you look at the track record of it, it really is amazing. You know how much success there has been with how dangerous it could be. Oh, know, and, and I... the shuttle was an extremely complicated vehicle, mm-hmm. extremely complicated. Um, and some of the critics said it was overly complicated, but mm. it, to ensure that triple redundancy and and to uh, uh, affect as much safety as we could put into the into the vehicles and the program, mm-hmm. um, you know, you still you still have to um, assume th- some risk. Right. Yeah, that that comes with the, just it's the nature of what you're doing. We're exploring. We're not, you know. We're not going on a trip to to Florida or something, you know, like cross country trip. It's it's uh... <laughs> exactly. You're not just crossing the road. You're no. exploring space, which is a, a which is a risky proposition, mm-hmm. and you have to be able to, you know, accept when when technology or materials fail you. Right. Those things. Some of those things you have no control over. You try to control them as much as you can, but mm-hmm. but you you have to realize that you you can't control everything all the time. Right. Agreed. You yeah. Can try. Yes. <laughs> you could definitely try. <laughs> and we did that. We did that. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a very it's a very scientific mindset to the whole thing, where because you have to be if if you if you are emotional about it, you'd never be able to get up and and keep doing it because there's there's too much at stake emotionally, but you know, if you approach it scientifically, it's like okay, we've we've tested out the the body, we know it should work, the engines, this and that. Um, we've gone through the math. I mean, you see through the flight heritage of the the shuttle that it it 
they it got better over time once we figured out all the flaws and most the ones that happened we we were unaware of so you you learn that along the way and that's you know not that it's a perfect comparison but when you're doing an experiment and something doesn't go right or you don't get the data you're looking for i mean you don't just pack it up and go home you you adjust you 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 move to the next level with it and and figure out okay how how can we make this work exactly and and the o-rings were a perfect example those were those seals were modified and and a redundant o-ring was put into place and they were the o-rings were modified in order to prohibit any kind of bleed through or leak of those segments although um i have to say nasa launched uh, out of the specification of the material yeah they knew that 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 uh, they were out of spec they knew that they were below the temperatures that were safe to launch mm-hmm but the pressure from the media, the pressure from, I'm not saying the public, but uh, right. the the media was horrible mm. uh, uh, at the time of our launch scrubs. And launch scrubs are expensive. Yeah, um, sure. $1.3 million for every time we tank oh. and detank. Um, it's, it's an expensive proposition. Yeah. Uh, the gain that you get from it. Um, and the spinoffs from space program in just the medical field alone have saved more lives than it's ever cost. Well, yeah, that the the numbers for whatever reason really. I mean, obviously there it's a lot of money, but uh, when you look at how much money is spent in the space industry and then what has come out of it, I I don't think there's a better uh, return on your investment in any government entity. You know, just just on a on a societal level alone. Never mind what mm-hmm. it did technologically. <clears throat> well, and I think NASA, as a government agency, is precluded from, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think they are precluded by law from touting their own successes in in commercial applications. But I think there is a mm-hmm. very poor job of educating people mm-hmm. to the spinoffs from NASA and spaceflight into all the different um, daily things that we take for granted mm-hmm. that would not have happened if it weren't for spaceflight and that kind of exploration. Yeah. Exploration. Yes. <laughs> I've looked that up before, Jerry. Yeah, because um, there's definitely some stuff out there, but I agree. It could be done way better to, I mean, talk about a bottom line. I mean, it, the, the Dear American people, this is what your money is, you know, is doing. This is what you're getting right. out of this investment. You know, I think that that should be done tomorrow. Uh, that <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Especially now, we absolutely. have we have the public interest. We've got we've got movies going on right now. That, that, that almost every movie cycle there is a space movie in there. Um, you know, we've got actual space development happening in the industry, thanks to the private sector. Uh, you know, our planetary program has been successful, luckily with NASA. I mean, it's all, all the all the pieces are there. We need to capitalize when people are paying attention. You know, absolutely. And and for whatever reason, there just isn't. There has not been that uh, that thrust for public education and awareness. 
yeah it's definitely um i think part part of it definitely is i think there's so many brilliant minds and people that could be doing uh that that good of a job who are who are working in the industry and i think it it takes it, it takes a lot to do to do that job and then to educate so the people that really you could say yes you know what they should be the people teaching it but they're, they're never going to have any time you know they're they're the ones that can't uh they can't do it or they're they're so used to uh running their mind in a certain way to to be that analytical person that's that's making sure we're saving lives and innovating at the same time um do, do they have the capacity to then go back out and educate people you know it's a it's a kind of a conundrum in a way all right well the risks when when challenger for example uh <clears throat> it became uh, i think nasa became so fooled into thinking that uh, the risks were so small that we could take a teacher aboard and the horror of uh, losing uh, that crew brought back the fact that uh, that it's risky business mm -hmm. and 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 in a whole new light too because we no one expected it you know, when you put exactly. the when you put the school teacher on there, you're not saying it, but you're you're kind of implying it that you know we can, you know, it's not just astronauts, people who are trained for this right. every day. Not that she wasn't yeah, trained, can. but um, yeah, that's that's a that's a very interesting point, Jerry. Well, yeah, and they they it it was almost as if they were saying that uh, you know anyone can uh with with the right training can can jump on board and and be assured a safe flight mm. and it's never that way in space flight it's just every every time there is risk and uh we were shown that all too uh, all too tragically but yes so, so Jerry, now that now that we're kind of at this point here, I, I want to jump into. Do Do you think that had we had we taken a different approach, let, let me say it similarly, say this differently, um, with the shuttle program, with the disasters that happened, do do you think that we scared ourselves out of the exploration phase of our of our young space history, and got too critical, too analytical for what's necessary for us to explore? I, I think yes. I think that uh, that after Columbia, uh, no one wanted to assume the risk. After Challenger, uh, that was not the case. But after Columbia, uh, and in several NASA-only meetings that I heard of secondhand, mm -hmm. I wasn't there. But, uh, I understood that NASA was no longer willing to accept the risk. Any, um, they became extremely risk-adverse. Mm. And uh, although <clears throat> a great track record... Was was obviously there, right? They 
just were no longer willing to assume any kind of risk. Mm. And no one would stand up to say that uh, <clears throat> space flight's a risky business, and we're going to continue, and <clears throat> and uh, I'll be the one to stand up and say it, that, that it's okay to proceed. I mean, no one would do that. So everyone was really just shell-shocked by the whole thing. Well, I think that, that at that time in our program, a lot of the pioneers of spaceflight and, and Apollo, uh, we gained uh, a lot of talent from Apollo, mm -hmm. uh, the Apollo program, and a lot of the old, oh, I call them old-timers, that's <laughs> me now, but <laughs> a lot of the... Uh, the mindset of Apollo and we can do it no matter what uh, that kind of philosophy left left us mm. no one was willing to take the risk and and they NASA wanted a risk-free program and that just doesn't exist and that led to the demise of shuttle no one would take a risk they wanted a 100% guarantee, and it's just not there. It's not there when you climb in your car. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. not there when you board an airplane. It's not there when you wake up in the morning. But mm. they wanted a risk-free atmosphere, and it's just not there. That's, uh, man, that is... It, it it's it's fascinating because, you know, you see, you spoke of the, the media influence from from the shuttle timing that you know nasa nasa unfortunately caved to it at, at one point which you know you can kind of see in today's world with social media and stuff like that it's the same you know if you 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 could be tempted to 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 jump in obviously with nasa it was and, a lot more and serious were, yeah. and they were and it, they were very very pushed by the media so you know you have the the second one happen now now it comes down to brass tacks because it's a government agency and there's money involved and it sounds like again this is alleged i don't i don't know but um i mean it, what it sounds like is that it, the the politics got involved in the space program and it it became more of a we need to save our skins because we're worried they're going to completely get rid of us altogether um so let's let's play the game that they're looking for which is a, a risk free uh space program which which explains why you know we probably moved to rovers and 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 switching to to really doing a, basically a satellite based uh, program essentially. Uh, and and things we can do with rovers and robotics we should. Yes, but agreed. things that we cannot do with uh, rovers and robotics that that. Uh, that only men can do, mm -hmm. we should do. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. I mean, that you can do so much more. Uh, I, I don't know if folks out there, if, if you've uh, kind of read this before, but it's a pretty interesting thing where it talks about, you know, for instance, the Mars rover, it's going over there. It is uh, drilling holes, taking uh, material data, actually scooping up and analyzing it within itself. Amazing, amazing stuff. But still, if you had a geolo geologist there for 20 minutes... They would be able to do more than the rover could do in in months, you know. So 
just ha- if we can bring ourselves we can do so much more and that's i think one of the 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 major directions that our space program has, has gone to is is kind of a uh, a long live the space program kind of mentality where it's you know we need to survive so these are the missions we can do given our budget it's it's a it's a frustrating place for me that we're at but i i think that's that's where we came from and now i i love what the private sector is doing where it's it's pushing this further to the point where pre SpaceX there was no mission to Mars planned on the books at all. Now there is. Um and now it's time for us to to put up, you know, and, and, and really go for this. Go for Mars. Do do the rovers. Do all of it and more. Like there's no reason we should be holding ourselves back from this anymore. And I I'm really glad that you 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 spoke a little bit about what what happens to a space program and even in something as great as the shuttle space program is difficult space the space program is we're not supposed to be there you know we no. we manipulate it so that we can do that <laughs> exactly right it's a technological marvel it's, yeah it's it's man overcoming nature in in the in the bold sense mm-hmm and it, it, and unless there was risk, there would be no America today. I mean, how risky was it to to set out on a, a square rigger mm-hmm. um, and and travel months and months uh, at extreme peril and possibly die on the way the over? Yeah. Yes, and many <laughs> did. Many did. Yes. Um, but that didn't stop. That didn't stop people. Mm-hmm. Uh, from exploring and didn't stop people from their inevitable discoveries and it shouldn't stop us either Mm -hmm. i agree you know and i think we need to focus on what is our reason for going into space because uh you know when during the cold war we had a reason we we need to 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 beat the russians to the moon we didn't have a choice otherwise whoever gets the high ground that's it um so that's a great reason (laughs) for survival that's a great reason um, you know, with shuttle, it was to, to prove a point to show that we could go out there. But when, when we had all of the major disasters, we had the, you know, the early programs, Gemini, all, all, all the early programs that we had and, and the difficulties we had, it's pretty easy to take the jump and say, okay, we need to, because the country's, the, the, the future of the country depends on it. That, that's a, that's a different motivation altogether. Mm-hmm. Then you've got shuttle where it's 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 really amazing mars we we need to really we need to figure out why why we're doing this why are we going into space and we need to stick to that message and 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 share that with people i think we've we haven't done a great job of of doing that with space i think things like the hubble space telescope the interplanetary program stuff we have where we show people what is out there in the the marvel of what is out there that's we need to keep doing things like that that motivate people to do this more because we can we can rah 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 all we want but if we don't have something that we're we're unified under and a disaster happens which it inevitably will because something will be missed that we have to expect and do our best to prevent it but that's possible we we will crumble under the pressure of what if we don't have a reason for doing it in the first place I think you're exactly right. Exactly right. 
and and the exploration of Hubble and and subsequent <clears throat> satellites and 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 uh, telescopes tell us the story of us and the realizations of the universe and and our not just our solar system but uh, the origins of of life and the origins of the universe it's uh it's just astonishing what we've learned in the last 50 years say. <laughs> yes <laughs> or 20 even yeah oh yes 20 years what we've learned about um, the universe and the birth and death of it is just astonishing <laughs> yes and and i uh, i'm i'm very hopeful for the future with space I I think we're we're at a very interesting time. I don't know if uh, we'll, maybe maybe we'll close on this. Um, uh, one of the things I found interesting, Jerry, about about the shuttle program was at, at the time that it was beginning, it was in in that it was happening. You know, the late seventies, early eighties, there was a, a lot of insanity in, inside the country itself. Is that is that fair to say? It does it does it feel a lot like today where you know there's just this craze that you just feel in the air for people uh, and it, it's uh, those kind of those kind of moments it makes me feel like there's something there's something coming you know if if we had a something great like the shuttle program come out of such a crazy era like that then I don't see why that couldn't happen again well I, I have to say it's it's you and people like you that thirst for this kind of knowledge and 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 uh, are excited about space travel and uh, the explorations that uh, spur us to do those kinds of things. So I thank you so much for just the interest that you show and uh, the excitement that you that you wield and and. Uh, that that kind of thing is contagious. So it's you and people like you that 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 uh, help us continue those uh, those explorations. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, so and I, I thank you. Thank you for for coming on and sharing this with us because it, it you're you're such a wealth of knowledge and and you've you've been there and and I can't believe we've almost done you know we've done forty five minutes easily here, um, and we're we're going to do many more of these. We're going to have. Uh, you and I are gonna talk about the space shuttle program for a while here. <laughs> there's, there's, there's so much, there's so much to go over, and uh, really, this was, this was a lot of fun. Thank you for, for kind of going on that journey with me and and, and talking about shuttle because, um, you're right, it was a technological marvel, and just to have someone who is as involved as you are is is an honor. So I, I really appreciate it. Well, the honor's mine. I thank you for having me, Alex. <laughs> thank you very much, Jerry. And until next time, we'll uh, stay stay well, and uh, we'll talk more shuttle soon, all right? I look forward to it. All right, Jerry, thank you so much. Bye.